welcome back to the virtual press box. My name is Paul and I'm one half of the team this evening, bringing you the latest talking points from the world of football. I want to start this podcast, the third podcast we've ever done, with an apology. Ryan, unfortunately, decided to totally mess up the audio, and that is why there's been a two-week gap between episodes. So congratulations on that, Ryan. It only took you three weeks. I know. It's, it, it is my bad, but I didn't want to put out something horrendous, and then I ended up going away for a few days, and this is the time we've had to fix everything. I mean, it's fine. It's not like we didn't nail any good talking points. Oh, oh no, wait. Wait, we did. But it's okay. I'm sure we can remember everything we said and just completely repeat it over again. But on the positive side, there's been a lot of interest in transfer activity and... We've come up with a little quiz we're going to play against each other each week. And we want you guys at home to play along. We have five questions for each other and we're going to get into that after we talk about the four clubs which are next on the list. After the last podcast this week, we're going to be talking about Sheffield United, Burnley, Southampton and Everton, Ryan, just discussing how we think they are going to fare going into the new season, transfers, etc. And I think... One of the first things we need to talk about looking at Sheffield United, Ryan, is the fact that Dean Henderson will not be going back to them this year. They have signed a new a new goalkeeper, Ryan. Ramsdale from um, Bournemouth. What do you think of that then? Henderson staying at United, but Ramsdale has gone to Sheffield United. Uh, it's definitely an injury. We've discussed it, I think, on every podcast. I know we've only done two so far, and this is episode three, but it's been a consistent topic and I did think it was going to roll on and roll on and roll on but Man United have tied Henderson down to a five-year contract with the option of another year so potentially another six years so interesting to see what happens there between Henderson and De Gea but I think Sheffield United have done well going after Ramsdale they had an initial bid rejected if I remember I think they bid like 12 million and they've had to pay 18 million which yeah for, for a goalkeeper is probably about average pricing modern the modern market but i think they've got a fairly a fairly good goalkeeper and a good replacement for henderson now reports obviously coming out about henderson's new dealer united earning more money than allison is at liverpool and he's expected to be number two to De Gea. slightly crazy transfers just to drift away from sheffield for a second round yes um <laughs> I think Man United want to keep him, but I think if I'm honest, I think it's it's kind of a way of Man United saying to De Gea, this is either the season you're going to step up, but then if if he does step up, what happens to Dean Henderson? Is he going to be happy being number two forever? Especially when you've got you've got the Euros coming up in 2021, obviously because of delay of the crazy situation that's going on in the world at the moment. Dean Henderson has been selected in the um, current England squad that are going to play. I can't even remember who they're playing, but he's in that squad. So it's going to be interesting to see. Maybe if De Gea makes a few mistakes this season, Man United will uh, stick Dean Henderson in as number one. But I'm I'm also interested to see what happens to um, Romeo. Is he, is he on his way out? I would have. I mean, I've always been amazed that he stuck around, being Argentina's number one keeper, sticking around as number two at Man United, potentially number three now. But moving back, Sheffield United, then Ryan. Obviously, they they took the Premier League by storm by playing this um this tactic, which involved two of the three centre backs getting forward, 
Uh, the fullbacks can fold as well. Really, really unique and special way of playing. The the centre backs bombing forward really did confuse teams. And um, can you see them shocking people again going into the new season? Can you see teams working out how to handle them going into this season? Can you see them strengthening in key areas, central midfield and up front? Are two areas I can think of straight away. What do you think is going to happen with Sheffield United this year? Um, I think it's um, it was a very good start for them uh, in the Premier League. I think next season, I think they'll carry on in that way. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything too drastically if I was Sheffield United's manager because what's worked has worked. But you're obviously going to have to make little, tiny changes that teams are obviously going to work out, and you just, you just keep adapting. But I, if I was Sheffield United a fan, I'd be I'd be very proud of how the team did in the season just gone, and they're still they're still in the Premier League. So next season, wherever they finish, I hope. Well, I, c- I can't see them getting relegated because of how well they've done this season. But with a few decent additions to their side, I reckon they're still within the chance of that mid-table finish, like where they finished this this year. Right, hang on. Let me get me glasses on. I'll be able to read the next bit. <laughs> got some information on Burnley Ryan and I'm struggling to read it. <laughs> oh, he's about, so he's about Dean on... Henderson. I'm, oh, I'm Burnley. Old. No, yeah. no, we're moving on to Burnley now. Yeah, so Burnley set a new record by winning 15 Premier League games and equaling their points record of 54 points, Ryan. Obviously, now I can't claim credit for that. I've just said you put it down. <laughs> um, now, Hendricks has gone to Newcastle, signing for my club. We'll obviously discuss that on a future podcast. Mm-hmm. Um Burnley are linked with a few players leaving in the summer due to getting on a bit. The chairman or owners, whoever it's linked to be, don't want to be paying over the odds for players in the 30s. It's going to be an interesting season for Burnley. See if they can continue to push on or if these big people from the dressing room, Joe Hart being one of them, leaving... Is it going to leave a a gaping hole, Ryan? Are Burnley going to struggle? Do you think Sean Dyche will continue to perform miracles? Um, I think Burnley will just... They'll carry on being Burnley. They're always a team, like... Every time they play Man United, it's always a game that I know is going to either going to be a game where we'll just kick them off the park or a game where we're going to struggle. And in, like, seasons past, it's been, like, a struggle. We either struggle to draw or we just we beat them just narrowly 1-0 like they're a team that are str- they struggle to break them down and that's very much like Dicey's style of play like he loves he loves a strong battle in his uh, in his lineup so I can't see much change at Burnley I know we've had they've had Joe Hart leave and a few of the figures that they want at the club in terms of balancing their wage structure but I think a lot of teams are going to do that just because of the current situation and finances taking a little bit of a hit for the clubs that are a little bit further down the Premier League and especially down in the lower leagues like league wage wage structure is going to be something clubs are going to need to balance I think it's going to be interesting to see how Burnley do I think Burnley remind me of Stoke not only in the fact that they're a very dogged team but also I think as soon as Sean Dice leaves with like when Pulis left they're just going to go down uh, moving on to Southampton then uh, Holberg's left them and joined Tottenham. Kyle Walker, Peters going the other way. Um, in other news, Danny Ings made it into the England squad. Mm-hmm. And I did see, I 
can't remember the name, which really does ruin this in terms of professional. <laughs> but a young Irish player they've got didn't make uh, Kelly's first Irish squad. And he tweeted out with laughing emojis about that. Um, so someone with a bit of an attitude, it seems. But mm. Southampton, Ryan, um, I still don't know what to make of Hassan Hootl. I don't know if he's a good manager. I don't know if he got lucky. I don't I don't know. I honestly I don't know what to make of Southampton. They could either push on and get tenth, ninth this season, or they could be in another relegation battle uh, for the whole season this time. I just don't know, Ryan. Yeah, I mean they're one of them teams that they um they love their youth. Like their youth setup is just fantastic. There's all there's always players that are coming through. Um and they did have a they had a struggling start to season that's just passed and I think they need to they need to kick the ground running straight away this season and avoid being in that relegation zone at the start of the season and just set themselves in a in a fairly standard position. Like where they finished this season, yeah, they've probably got a little bit lucky having a having that little bit of a break because of the situation that stopped the Premier League and games being played and they've come back and they did fairly well. They got away away from the relegation zone. They were away from it before the situation kicked off. But Southampton are a, de- a definite team that they need to improve. They're gonna have they're gonna have to replace um Holberg because he was pivotal in their um midfield but it's he's a signing that is very much Jose Mourinho um is one he's one of them players that Tottenham were always going to go after and Carl Walter-Peters coming the other way who is a right back is is, is not a like for like replacement so they're going to have to look for that centre mid replacement and they've got Danny Ings who as you say has gone in the England team and he's been pivotal this season um but where else where else can I see him um making new transfers I'm not sure I think it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, as you said, they're famous for bringing through youth players. Um, do they have someone lined up to come and break in this season? I guess we're only going to have to wait and find out. Mm-hmm. Now, moving on to Everton. Carlo Ancelotti's first full season in charge coming up, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, James Rodriguez linked with the club this week. We've lost like a Leighton Baines to retirement. Um, I mean... When I saw late, um, sorry, James Rodriguez linked, it reminded me of a couple of seasons ago when they just decided to sign like 15 number 10s. Yeah. <laughs> Do they really need James Rodriguez? Is that a position they are weak? No, they've got quite a lot of depth in there. Um, what do you see happening with Everton this year? Like, are they going to struggle? Um, I don't reckon they'll struggle. Um, I think James Rodriguez, yeah, they've got their strong links, and I think that's it's it's a good player for them to sign because he's like he's fallen off the radar like massively. Like when he when he had that fantastic World Cup, like I I tipped him to be like a world class player, and it's it's not turned out for him. But I think for Everton, a player like that signing for them is. Uh, it's going to make him a lot of money because he'll he'll dis- he'll bring shirt sales because he's got the name behind him from that fantastic World Cup that he has and he's he's come from clubs that are world class. He just unfortunately hasn't been able to show himself at those clubs. I think him going to Everton uh, would be would be a good move. 
But in terms of what what else Everton need, I mean, potentially and potentially another left back. But is there someone in their youth that could come through to replace Leighton Baines? Because they've still got um, Danya Dinge. I have no idea how to say his name. I'm going to get crucified by um, a well-known Everton fan for this. But it's got to be Dinge. Dinge. He's he's French, so I don't know. I'm going to call him a dinghy. Brilliant. <laughs> Let's move on from that before we get any more abuse. So, we're going to move on, and we're going to do the Brit Abroad next, which is your Brit Abroad choice this week, Ryan, before we go into the quiz. Hopefully, people are going to enjoy the quiz. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, we haven't got the same questions for each other because we haven't checked each other's questions. <laughs> so, it will be interesting if we do have any which cross over with Ryan. The Brit Abroad. Yes, the uh, the Brit Abroad, it was somebody who was in the, uh, we're going back to 2012, he was in the Great Britain Olympic team, which um, had a few players that were suspiciously missing, like Ryan Giggs and a few other players. But this player started off at Tottenham, um, went to Yeovil on loan, Bristol Town on loan, went to Swansea City, um, and then uh, got transferred to Cardiff, uh, had a few seasons in Cardiff, then went to QPR, and then went on a strange loan to Southampton, didn't play many games, then went to Liverpool, didn't play many games there, and then ended up going to Scotland to play for Dundee, and now he's playing in Turkey for um, Aliaspor, Aliaspor. We tried to get this right the first time we recorded, and I think you corrected me that time, but it is it is Stephen Corker, who um, was tipped um back when he was at uh, Tottenham to be a fairly decent centre-back. And I'm not saying he hasn't had he hasn't had a flop of a career, because we can't say that, because he's stuck around like Premier League uh, and Championship, and he's now playing in the top tier of Turkey, which you know, I don't think is a league to be laughed at, because they've got a fair few decent teams that are always around the Europa League or Champions League. But he is abroad, but I could see him potentially... Um, maybe coming back to England to play because he's what twenty nine now. He's getting towards that age where he could come to a team in England and be be that leader. I don't know what you think if he returns to a team. Would you take him at Newcastle? No, I think <laughs> no. He, I think if he came back and did a decent job in the Championship, I think he could rebuild his reputation. Mm. And the problem is the Turkish league. It, there's some decent teams in it, but it's not a league many people will sit and watch week in, week out. It's not a league which is going to test you week in, week out. So I think he needs to come back and prove himself. And coming back into a Premier League side after his last club in in the United Kingdom was Dundee, <laughs> I just don't see him coming back and going into a Premier League side. Mm. But the bit abroad was Stephen Colker. We will obviously keep monitoring him when he does enter back into the United Kingdom for any reason, even if it's just for some coffee, we will <laughs> let you know. But Ryan, I, I've been excited for this because I've, 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 um, I've picked questions which are not, not too difficult and they're more based on fun stats because you are the stat man. Mm. Um, and also because it's the first week, just to, just to ease it in, I've gone with fairly easy questions. We say easy. <laughs> Well, I mean, I've heard one of yours at least, and I know that wasn't easy, so, yep, yeah, it looks like true. you threw me right under the bus. Yeah, we'll see. So, you ready for round one? Yeah, you're going to go first, you're asking? 
round one, 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 one. Okay, so, as you know, Ryan, Alan Shearer finished the top goal scorer in the Premier League mm-hmm. with Wayne Rooney in second place. Yeah. My question for you, Ryan, is who finished in third place in the all-time Premier League goal scoring charts? Ooh. People always remember the winner. Always... Sometimes remember second place, but do, do they... they remember who is in third place, Ryan? Third. Um, I'm going to go with... It's just going on Google. Michael Owen. Uh-uh. I'm sorry, Ryan, but that's incorrect. The answer for people wondering, is Andy Cole with 187 goals. Probably should have got that. You probably should have. Mm. Right, come on then, question one. one question one, one for one. me. Okay, so which player angered Tottenham fans in 2001 by moving to their rivals? Oh, Ryan. I feel nasty though, mine was harder. We'll <laughs> go with Saul Campbell. It was Saul Campbell. Thank you very much. You should add some clapping. Some yay effects. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Okay, Ryan. Question two. 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 Okay, I'll stop doing that. Which club holds the record for the fewest points in a Premier League season? Oh, you see. I've got a question about this, so I'm going to have to change that question. (laughs) Oh, damn it. <laughs> I know who it is anyway, so it's Derby. Okay. And How many points did they get, you know? 11. 11, that is that, correct, right? That was, that was my second question, but worded in a different way. <laughs> damn it. So I'll, I'll guess the answer of question two. <laughs> I'll go with my number three, and whilst I'm doing that, I'll look for a, uh, okay. a different question to ask. See, so, this was always the worry, guys. This was always the worry. I know. So, which player broke the Premier League record in 2009 for the most goals in one half? Oh, damn you. Okay, this is the question I knew you were going to ask. I've not mm-hmm. searched or anything. I can't think at all. I'm going to... I'm going to have to just guess. Mm-hmm. Um, 2009, 11 years ago... I'm gonna go with Fernando Torres. It's not. It was. Not. It was Jermaine Defoe. Jermaine Defoe. Okay. How many goals was it? Um, I actually didn't get the answer, but I can well, get it. at least I wrote the I answer. Get it. Like, I, can, I can get it for you. Unbelievable. I'm sorry <laughs> about this, guys. I mean, we both can't be professionals, you know. I wrote down the answers and everything. I see. I didn't do that. I'm still looking for another question to ask you as well. Well, you've got to keep up with the quiz as we go. Question three, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Which goalkeeper holds the record for the most amount of clean sheets? Ooh. It's got to be Peter Michael. Wrong, Peter Cech. I forgot the first name, right? (laughs) He also holds, out of all the people in the top, like, ten, he also has the best 
um, like clean sheets to games ratio, 202 clean sheets in 443 games, 0.46 it is. But somebody else actually holds the same 0.46 record. Any chance you could guess who that is? It's not part of the quiz, I'm just asking. Um, He's still playing now. Still playing? He's just signed for Italian club. Oh, it's not Pepe Reina, is it? Yeah. Good shit. His clean sheets to Graham's ratio is insane as well. Okay, you've got one correct in three so far. <laughs> well done, me. Loser. Yes. Okay. At which ground did Man United come from three goals down to win 5 3 in 2001? No. It was. Shit, I went too early. Tottenham. <laughs> it was White Hart Lane. Shit. <laughs> shit. 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 I was thinking the grey shirt. Do you remember when they changed? Yeah, they yeah. They were getting battered. But it was Tottenham, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. I mean, a little bit of pride that I answered Tottenham before you did. So at least I, I did get it, but I didn't, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So don't be too harsh on me, listeners. I still got it, but just answered something else in excitement before Ryan said 2001 <laughs> <laughs> when was the grey shirt debacle was that like 97 or something it's something like that yeah there's probably someone that will listen that will give us the answer yeah where the Southampton it was mm-hmm. half time they switched from the awful grey kit wasn't it mm-hmm. to the yellow and green was it if I'm correct I'm yeah, not sure something like that it was I think it You're was a United fan. What do you mean, summer like that? I think it was the year that um, I think we won the FA Cup and uh, Mark Robbins saved uh, saved Fergie's job. Oh I think. God, no! That was that was long. Was that, before was that long before? Was yeah. that way before? That was that? like four year, five years before that. Fucking yeah. hell! History. Man United fan. <laughs> Let's move on. Come on, right. Next question. Oh, that's me. It's you. It is you. Okay, this gets payback to you for asking me two holds the record for goals and stuff. Who holds the record? Mm-hmm. And I don't want, I don't need the time. I'm not that harsh. <laughs> for the fastest goal in Premier League history. Oh, I think I can, I can picture it. Wasn't it straight from the, straight from kickoff? That... I mean, it's the fastest goal, so I would assume it's not far from kickoff, right? <laughs> I have uh... got the seconds. It was in seven point six nine seconds. Jeez, I can. I... I can see it, but I can't see it. It's one of them. So I, I don't even know. I, I, I can remember the game, but I just can't picture the players. I'm going to give you a clue. It was in 2019 against Watford. It's not a Tottenham player, is it? Have a guess. I'm going to say, I don't know, Harry Kane? Shane Long. Shane Long. Where's that? Where's that guy now? Goodness me. Southampton. Is he still there? Well, yeah. good, good question, that. Thank you. Thank thank you. <laughs> I think I've nailed my questions this week. I've done quite no. well. I'm glad what? I got I've... before you on one. They might have been screwed after come up with something else. I've only got one as well. I've only got one, haven't I? You've only got one, yeah. Oh, goodness me. I mean, technically so vast, I'm not going to abuse you anymore. <laughs> okay, right. Um, My question. Screw hey. it. I'm giving myself half a point for shouting top before you <laughs> Against, on, next question. against which team 
did Wayne Rooney make his name by scoring his first Premier League goal? Oh, Arsenal. It was. It was Arsenal. For a sec, do you know what as well? I almost jumped in again and screamed Fenerbahce because I thought <laughs> you were going to ask who did he score the, his hat-trick against uh, when no. he joined uh, Man United. Do you yeah. remember that? Yes, oh. I do. Insane. Mm. But I got a point. That's 2.5. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. You need this to um, technically tie, but obviously I gave myself half points. So. <laughs> okay. As you know... Alan Shearer finished as the top. It finished is the leading goal scorer in the Premier League, mm-hmm. with um, Wayne Rooney second, and as you now know, Andy Cole in third. Ryan. Yeah. But who is the all-time goal scorer for foreign players? Oh, foreign players. It's got to be Aguero, hasn't it? It is Aguero. That. I'll, give, I'll, I'll say well done on that. I thought you were going to say Thierry Henry. No, no, I think, cause I think it was quite recent, wasn't it? He broke like, some record yeah, for foreign. He's, he's on 180, so he's only seven goals behind Andy Cole. Goodness me. I know, goodness breaking, me indeed. Breaking records. Right. I know. My, my, my final one, this is why I had to go hunting for this one. So. Oh, God, here we go. Now we know the thing is though. Now he knows if I get this, I win. He's probably picked the worst question ever, guys. <laughs> just to, just before he beats me, and I start kicking off. You know why I'm kicking off? <laughs> well, we're drawing, aren't we? So like who in 1994 <laughs> dropped his coffee as he walked on the pitch or something? There, uh, yeah, close. We're not drawing. I got point five points for shouting Tottenham. Oh, right. which technically isn't even a ground. <laughs> Right, which striker topped the goal scoring charts with 30 goals in the Premier League in the 2000 season, despite being pre- despite being predicted to struggle? 30 goals. 30 goals. When did Kevin Phillips win the Golden Boot? Despite being predicted to struggle, I'm going to go with Kevin Phillips. It is Kevin Phillips. Oh, <laughs> smash that. <laughs> it's only because you said predicted to struggle. Mm-hmm. It made me think of someone who didn't play for a top side who got golden boot. I think he won the European golden boot that year. I might be wrong. Mm. I might be wrong, actually, on that. So you do win. You won um, no, I still won, yeah. 3-2. <laughs> I'll give you a bonus half point if you can tell me which Scottish player once won the European Golden Boot. I don't know. My mum would know that one, I would imagine. Ali McCoy. yes, of course. (laughs) My mum would have got that one, but... Mother's, mother's not allowed in when we're recording. She's not. She's too loud. <laughs> okay, come on. Let's move on to what's been going on. First off, just quickly go over it that Sevilla won the, the Europa League, as people know, 3-2, and Bayern won the Champions League. We're not going to really talk about them because it's happened. It's a week ago now. People listening to this podcast would have already listened to a podcast no doubt talking about that, that, that all happening. 
So we are going to just talk about the most recent transfer to give our opinions on it because obviously nobody has spoken about Messi uh, <laughs> planning on leaving Barcelona, right? And that's obviously a topic no one would discuss yet. So maybe we can get in there first, you know, for the clicks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, something like this is uh, it's happened before where Messi has uh, apparently asked to leave. I mean, I find it funny that apparently he sent a fax. I mean, who uses a fax machine in the 21st century? He didn't send a, he didn't send a fax. He sent a, an like email. An, an electronic style fax, one where it requires a signature by the person who receives it. Oh. It was like basically a. a um, so it's like a, 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 a receipt of a receival. Yeah, it's kind of like a receipt, but also it's like not encrypted, but it's impossible for anybody else to read it. Ah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, there's lots. You do. I mean, there's lot. There's lots going around with this, like where um, Messi says that the clause in terms of him being able to leave for free is still active, and Barcelona are saying that clause is not still active. I mean, it's all all around the current situation where the league has had a break and lawyers are getting involved, and it's all it's all getting well, it's, it's all getting a bit silly. It's like you've noted down here the. The date that, basically, for people who don't know, in in Messi's contract, there was an agreement that he could leave Barcelona for free if he activated something within a certain date. Obviously, all set in because of his love for the club. They were like, well, he's never going to leave. Just (laughs) stick that in there. Um, Obviously, the date was June the 10th, but because of the league and Champions League, except being pushed back, his lawyers are claiming that should be pushed back as well. Um, he only has a year left on his contract, Ryan. So Barcelona are not going to hold out for the seven hundred million, like people are saying. <laughs> no. His his release clause is seven hundred million. Yes, are they going to hold out for seven hundred million? No. I can see Messi leaving for a hundred million. Barcelona are in four hundred fifty million euros of debt at the last count. Now, if they can sell somebody who's got a year left on the contract for 50 million they'd probably do it this is messy so double that at least in my opinion i think he's got to go for at least even a 33 at least 100 million i mean this guy he's the best ever he's the best ever now people saying they'd make that back in shirt sales etc the clubs would probably make a couple of pounds a shirt sale so they're not going to make it back in shirt sales not not at all people who'd say that just no and <laughs> but in terms of it being potential with sponsorships, in terms of just everything that will come with Messi playing for your club, then something could happen. Now, one rumour I saw linked around was Messi and Ronaldo to PSG, with PSG selling uh, Neymar and Dean Rio, etc., to cash to basically fund that, maybe with Neymar going as a direct swap for Messi. That would be insane. Now, Barcelona have wanted um, Neymar back. Messi wants to leave. That's a possible swap deal. Uh, Ronaldo wants to leave Juventus. Could you see, Ryan, that happening? Um, it, would, it would be an amazing news item. Honestly, I think lots of people would kick up fuss about financial fair play but then how much could PSG potentially get for Neymar and potentially get for Di Maria or 
anybody else who they could potentially sell to fund that sort of deal. I mean, it's a deal that would uh, garner a lot of money for PSG just in terms of sponsorships and even even the shirt sales, which I know you say is like a couple of couple of quid, but for those two going to one club, shirt sales would be insane. And even just like little things that the, that the club could do in terms of their store, just with those two being at the same club potentially. I mean, I I honestly can't see it. I think it's a it's a dream. It's a fantasy. It's a, fa- fantasy. It's a fantasy for them two to play together. But I reckon. Um, there's, there's been a lot of player power that's been in this uh, transfer request because the Barcelona is it president that they call them and as I know they're not like owners the president like left or somebody left some some backroom member left um, because I think Messi was uh, trying to play his hand because let, let's be honest yeah, I imagine he probably has like a place in the boardroom just because he's Messi um, well I can't remember the name of the guy who's in charge, but I know that today somebody else at the club has put in a vote of no confidence. And if that vote gets 15%, then he has to leave. But people are saying that no matter what the result now, Messi's basically going to go, where originally I think Messi was all threats to try to get this guy to leave. And uh, now his term was up next year anyway, but I think yeah, I think Messi's gone too far now, and I think he is he is going to leave Barcelona this summer. I think I can. I mean, the dream is to see him in England, isn't it? The dream is to I, see him in the Premier League. I can I can see him going to Man City. It's just, I mean, apparently you know there's, 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 there's there's been rumours today that um, Messi and Pep Guardiola had a three-hour conversation last wow. week um, about him potentially coming to Man City. But then there's also there's the issue around his wages, which yes, Man City, I imagine they can afford because they've got the they've got the financial backing. But then there's also going to be the controversy of they've just had this season where they had that. Um, financial fair play fine which yes was reduced and they were allowed to stay in the Champions League for next season and they've paid that fine what potentially could they pay Messi just remember that they didn't actually fail financial fair play they got the fine due to withholding information yes Um, true so I mean technically they might be well under it do you know what I mean Mm. we don't know the exact situation could they afford Messi well, he's currently on nine hundred thousand a week. Um, Small change. And, anyway, well, I mean, <laughs> this is why. Obviously, a select group of Barcelona fans all think Messi going will help the club financially because they're obviously massively in debt at the minute. Yes, it will. And the problem there is most of these people are actually in the Barcelona boardroom, so that obviously is not going to help the situation in terms of Messi falling out with people at the club. No. Um, it, I, I would love to see him at Chelsea. I think with what Lampard is building at Chelsea, mm. can you imagine if Abramovich went, do you know what, screw it. This is, I, this I can is afford fine. to pay this guy. I can afford to pay him. Yeah, let's do it. Let's bring in Messi and let's let's do something special here. Messi, Timo Werner and Hudson Adoy, front three. <laughs> I think, honestly, though, I think um, if Messi comes to England, amazing. 
absolutely amazing. But moving on, well, stick with Barcelona, Ryan. Some news that just came out today is that Luis Suarez is linked with Inter Miami, who he, where he would join Blaise Matuidi, who joined them from Juventus. But what a coup that would be if um, Inter Miami can bring Suarez over to the MLS, Ryan. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, he's a player that always comes with controversy. Not, has not had a lot in the. In the last few few seasons, but it was always a hard trying. Don't was... pull up stuff on him. I mean, if you're hungry, you're hungry. <laughs> He's um. I mean, yeah, it'd be a it'd be a great coup for into Miami and him going to America. It's not something I uh, I ever saw, but then there's a few players I never thought would go to America. So. We'll, well see. I mean, he's, from, he's from South America, isn't he? So going to the US isn't that much that, of a shock to me. It's not that far. Um, now, obviously, as people know, if you listen to the first few episodes, Ryan makes notes before podcast. <laughs> and at the top of all the transfer stuff, he has that Newcastle linked with a Singapore-funded consortium. Well, we're not going to talk about that, Ryan, because talking about Newcastle getting taken over <laughs> is like talking about God sitting next to me. It's not <laughs> going to happen. So... Oh, I just saw another Newcastle one. Newcastle tagged the <laughs> Manchester United defender Chris Small and Jesus Christ, Ryan. Hey, I, I just mean, look that's out, not I just, either. I just look out for things. Just stop it. <laughs> if it has Newcastle, it's going in. It's supposed to be a realistic podcast. <laughs> Real Madrid recall Martin Erdegaard. That happened six weeks ago, Ryan. I know, but we're, we're a bit delayed. Um, sorry, for signs for Arsenal from Chelsea. Um, so Leeds are closing it on a good signing, Ryan. Spanish international Rodrigo. See, we say good signing, and I know like people will know us from the like the football manager background, and we know this player turns out quite quite good on football manager. But I had a look at some of uh, his stats, and his stats as a forward aren't actually that great. I can hear you quickly trying to Google it. I know because I was showing it, and then oh, well, I've got it. I've got it up now. How many goals would you say he scored in the season just gone? Seven. Mm, you're close. He's only scored. F- he's, he's only scored four. Oh shit! <laughs> and that oh. uh, like, um, before before that, like for Valencia, he scored thirty-five goals altogether. At Benfica, he scored twenty-seven, but. His stats in the last few years haven't been great. Like he scored four goals uh, this this season, just gone. He scored eight the season before that, and then to be fair, the season before that, seventeen eighteen, he had a decent season where he scored sixteen goals. Before that, he scored five, and then two, and then three. So, yeah, maybe potentially he's set for like a an amazing season. I mean, because how old is he now? I mean, he's twenty nine, so he's like nearing the prime of his career. A move to the Premier League could see him score a fair few goals, and if especially if he's going under like a manager like Belisa, who has just that insane tactical style, maybe he might have another flying season and score twenty goals. Uh, let's be honest, Ryan, you've literally just destroyed this guy's career. <laughs> he sounds shit. <laughs> let's let's move on. Ryan's basically transferred to me wasting their money. The final transfer I want to talk about, Ryan, is a potential, uh, another superb one. Well, first off, Chelsea has signed Ben Chilwell. So they signed, what, Timo Werner, 
Ziyech from Ajax. Um, they signed Chilwell. They are also linked with Thiago Silva to help strengthen that central defence. If they can do that deal, along with the deals they've done, it's a great linked transfer. with Messi, linked with any goalkeeper, uh, just <laughs> anybody should do a better job. They, I mean, they, they could be title challengers this year, Ryan. Did I, did I not say this in uh, episode one? Potential. Right now, no. <laughs> People need to go back to episode one. I said Chelsea next season. Look out for them. Thiago Silva fixing fixing their back four. Don't know why you're wow. lying. You probably didn't say that. I probably said it. <laughs> I'm gonna but go back. We we have rambled very very well there tonight, Ryan. I we think have... I think it's I think it's been a good episode. Hopefully, people have enjoyed it. Please comment, message, however you need to get in touch with us, and let us know your thoughts on our opinions. Let us know your thoughts on our quiz. Give us a Brit abroad if you have one. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter. If you search the virtual press box, we will come up. We are very unique. Mm-hmm. But that's been us. Thank you, Ryan, as always. Hopefully we'll be all back and audios will be good and these will go out everywhere like like the other two episodes have. They'll be up very Let's quickly. Let's talk so. On the count of three, Ryan, you can hit stop recording. One, two, three. <laughs>